Blog Talk Radio. A new song of worship for those who love the presence of the Lord. It says, in His presence there is fullness of joy. In His right hand He has pleasures for you. Let me sing it for you real quick. It says, Oh, how good it is to be in the presence of the Lord. My soul rejoices being in the presence of the King. So refreshing, such a blessing. There's no place I'd rather be than in the presence of the King. Anybody like to be in His presence? Let me sing it again. Oh, how good it is to be in the presence of the Lord. My soul rejoices being in the presence of the King. So refreshing, such a blessing. No place I'd rather be than in the presence of the King. Come on, everybody, sing it together. Oh, how good. Oh, how good it is. Yes, it is. Be in the presence of the Lord. My soul rejoices. Anybody can rejoice in the Lord. In the presence of the King. It's so refreshing, y'all. And for me, it's such a blessing. So refreshing. There's no place that ready. Been in the presence of the Hallelujah. Now, I know y'all want to like this one. I want to see y'all sing this all over the world. Let me teach it to you. Makes me want to sing. Makes me want to shout. Makes me want to holler. Makes me want to sing. Makes me want to shout. Makes me want to holler. Here it is. Throw up my hands. Somebody put your hands in the atmosphere right here. Hallelujah. Come on, baby. 
This is my personal time. I love being in your presence, Jesus. Giving you the glory. Giving you the honor. Come on. Giving you the worship. Good it is to be in the presence of the Lord. How refreshing. It's such a blessing. And certainly we know that in God's presence is fullness of joy. And certainly we are enjoying the presence of the Lord. We welcome God's presence and his spirit. There is a peace that passes all understanding presence of the Lord and certainly uh, the oil of anointing represents God's presence and certainly every now and then that's why we are have ceremonies where we anoint with oil because we want to make sure that God's presence is in our life and upon our life that his protection is there for us uh, that was Byron Cage. Good afternoon. God bless you. You're listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. at www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. We are also syndicated on Spotify. Google Play and Apple uh, iTunes and certainly we want you to know that we don't own the rights to any of the music here today but we pray that it is a blessing to you, to you and to you we want to thank God for all of you that have joined in this Saturday afternoon in the north, the south the east, the west, those in the United States New York, New Jersey Delaware, Maryland Washington D.C. Virginia, Connecticut, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, California, Illinois, Michigan. We thank God for you sharing with us to those who are in Canada, South America, Brazil, the West Indies, England, India, China, uh, Italy, South Africa, Ghana. We thank God for all of you, wherever you are. We invite you. To reach out to us on social media, we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, and we are on Tumblr. And certainly if you go to Facebook or Tumblr or Twitter, you can find a direct link to each of our shows every week. They're posted and they are archived. So please send us a friend request and let us know that you're listening. Uh, please comment below our show. Let us know that you're listening. Our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Let us know that you are listening. If you'd like to reach out to Global Gospel, you can reach us at PO Box five three three one. That is Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is one one five five zero. If you'd like to email us, you can email Global Gospel one seven at gmail.com that's globalgospel17 at gmail.com and perhaps there's something you'd like to uh, share with us perhaps you may 
We may need you to be a guest on Global Gospel. There's something that you have to share with the world, your particular gift or your particular ministry. Uh, We welcome you to reach out to Global Gospel. Uh, The world is a changing place, and so we are here just to encourage you, to uplift you, and to inspire you in these troubled times. Our theme scripture at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. And it simply says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And we here are here today, Global Gospel just to let you know that the gospel is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew and also to the Greek. We came to let you know that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the gospel is here to heal you, to deliver you, to save you, to set you free. The gospel is holistic because Christ said, I came that you might have life and have life more abundantly. And I don't know about anybody else, but I believe God for an abundant life. We may not have everything we want. Sometimes we don't even have the things that we need, but our faith and our belief in Christ should on the inside, I'm, uh, we should want more out of God, more out of life, more out of this world. And so perhaps you may be driving around in a hoop. You may not even be driving around at all. You might be walking. But because you know Christ in your mind, you envision yourself in a new car. You may be homeless. You may be in a room. You may be in a shack. But because you know Christ, you should see yourself in a mansion. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, for he has established it. God has established this world, and he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. All things, all means all, as I was once told uh, by my bishop, all means all. So God has given us things we need, and he's able to supply for us. God is the source of our supply. He's the source of our strength. And so on today, we came to give God glory, honor, and praise and let others know about Christ. Let others know about this gospel that will free you, that will deliver you, that will save you. We let people know, for the Bible says, if the scripture said, if our gospel is ours, his ownership as a believer in Jesus Christ, I own up to the gospel of what it is. It is hid. If it be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Somebody has not received the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody has not been told that there is a better way of life. Somebody has not been told 
that they don't have to hang their head in sorrow, sickness, or shame. But the Bible says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ever lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. And so I came to encourage somebody on today to lift up your head. Stop looking down. If you look down too long, you're going to run into something. But look up. Lift up your eyes and see God. So we thank you for joining Global Gospel on this Saturday afternoon. And we do have a message coming up for you later. And we have some uh, more music to share with you uh, because music, uh, one quote I read said, music satisfies. And somebody else said, music is good for the soul. And then somebody else said that music is a universal language. And then somebody else said that God put music on the inside of us. How did he put music on the inside of us? He gave us a beat. And when you hear your heart, uh, that is uh, beat that is rhythm, that is God. And so we're going to have this next selection is the voice of C. C. Winans. This song simply says, never lost. Stay tuned and be blessed.
Amen. God bless you. We are back. He has never lost a battle. He's never lost a case. God can do all things but fail. Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth can pass away, but Jesus will never fail. He has never lost. We thank God for that uh, song, raising uh, our awareness of all the things that Christ does and continues to do in our life. He leads us and he guides us and he teaches us. He's at the tomb of every Lazarus. Everyone that was bound in something or dead in something, Christ is there to unwrap you from those grave clothes. He's able to call you back to life, to abundant life. On this afternoon, our scripture that we want to share, uh, we are going to share several passages of scripture. On this Saturday afternoon, as we talk from our theme that you may see posted, but in the book of Matthew, the gospel according to St. Matthew, and if you turn and study along with me and read along with me, chapter 10, and there you will find us for this afternoon, and you can read it again in your study time and meditate upon it in your time of meditation Matthew chapter 10 verse 34 through 36 and it reads like this think not that I am come to send peace on earth I came not to send peace but a sword for I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foes, 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 shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. And then I'm going to read another passage of scripture from uh, Luke. And it says, think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set 
a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foe shall be on of his own household. And I want us to meditate on those words on today from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 10 verses 34 through 39 and as an introduction to our message for this uh, Saturday afternoon we are talking about controversy and the family and so I came across this song that I think would lead us into something that as I thought about controversy and I thought about it doesn't sometimes things aren't always or haven't always been controversial but John Legend has this song that he sings with the Stevens family and it says it don't have to change it don't have to change and you can look at that from several aspects but just listen uh here to this song all right everybody let's go
So that selection pretty much sums up what I uh, would have to say about uh, controversy and the family. And as we heard that song by John Legend and the Stevens family, we can all remember what family used to be like. We can all remember times with our grandmothers or grandfathers, times with your aunts or uncles or cousins. We remember Christmas, Easter's, and Thanksgivings. We remember holidays, weddings, and sometimes funerals. We can remember the tables with the spread of food. We can remember outside affairs with the smoke of grill. the grill. We can remember piling into cars and hopping buses and trains and planes just to share precious time with the family. And as we think on those things, sometimes we uh, get tears of joy and sometimes tears of sorrow. Uh, We will sometimes flood our minds, our spirits, and our souls. We even remember the times that we perhaps shared in worship and church. And we can remember uh, sometimes family prayer. And I'm going to put a pin in that because I want to come back to family prayer. Now, those days seem to us as a distant memory. While we are still making good memories, it seems like a particular season and time in our life no longer there. It no longer exists. It has come to a close, and the doors have been closed on that, and it's in the um, in the records of time, and it seems like we'll never get back to that place again. Uh, because as I once uh, saw a play, uh, it, it had a song that says, um, time brings about a change. And time changes a lot of things. Time changes people. It changes places. It changes the fashion, uh, the clothes that we wear. It changes the food that we eat. It changes the places that we live. It changes the decor in the house. Uh, time changes everything. And we asked this question on today. We Somebody wants to know what has happened to the family? What happened to the good old days? They have gone to never return again. There are several uh, points that I wish to touch on briefly this afternoon, but uh, this maybe will be part one of controversy in the family because as you read your Bible, your Bible is, uh, lack of a better word of saying, it is somewhat uh, can be likened unto a soap opera because there were a lot of things going on in the Bible, a lot of love, a lot of hate. There was some rape in there, some incest in there. There was some abuse of power in there. There was some corruption. There were things going right in worship. There were things going wrong in worship. There was some nepotism in there. Anything you want to know is in the Bible. And somebody said it is still the best And certainly there's no book that you can read that will have what the Bible has and not how the Bible has it. And the bottom line of the Bible is that Jesus came to save us from all of those things. And whether you're a Bible scholar or not, it is undoubtedly true that God instituted family in the garden. You remember in creation, he made man and woman, woman, he made Adam and Eve and in our terms, husband and wife, and for argument's sake, um, we know that they would go on to have children and they would multiply their seed upon God's green-dained family from the beginning. When he got ready to destroy the world through a flood, who was it? It was Noah that took his family 
with him on the ark. We don't necessarily know what Noah's uh, wife's relationship with God, what his children's relationship with was with God, but Noah had a relationship with God, personal relationship, and as one of God's anointed and, and one of God's vessels that he used to uh, deliver his word and his message, Noah had a responsibility not only to the people, but he had a responsibility to family, for it was his family and his household that it was saved. And I heard someone say some time ago, it's uh, not never a good idea to be a public success and a private failure. And so if Noah was unable to save his family, if he was unable to bring his family onto the ark, it would have made his witness not as powerful as it was before. But we all have to remember that in life you have to balance what you do in the world and even in ministry with your uh, relationship with your family. You still have to come home and be a mother or a father or a sister, a brother or aunt or uncle, cousin, niece, nephew, uh, uh, family, uh, friend, uh, husband, wife. You still have to be those things no matter what your walk and relationship is with God and ministry. And Hollywood has imitated and portrayed the family through sitcoms throughout the ages from, it, from its inception. The big screen has given us mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers, and, and it has given us neighbors that are more than family. And they have displayed the nuclear family. It has displayed the single parent family. It has uh, displayed the family that has suffered divorce, devastation, and death. These sitcom situational comedies have tackled health concerns, politics, and all types of controversial issues. And I'm a child of the 80s, and what I grew up watching uh, Webster. And what did we know about Webster? Webster uh, was an African-American uh, young man who was uh, adopted with uh, uh, Caucasian parents, uh, who was uh, Greek parents, George Papadopoulos. And so we saw uh, interracial family way back in the 80s. And then I, I watched Different Strokes. It was a situation where the the uh, two boys, their uh, mother had passed away and uh, she had entrusted their care to uh, Mr. Drummond, a ca Caucasian man, interracial again. And certainly Hollywood and the screen has a way of sub subtly introducing us to different scenarios that we perhaps are not used to in our day-to-day -day life. And then I watched The Facts of Life, and I watched Family Ties, and Family Matters, and Growing Pains, and The Cosby Show, and Who's the Boss, What's Happening, What's Happening Now. And there were themes that were constantly seemed to be uh, reoccurring, but each writer was different and unique. And so in those situations, there always seemed to be some type of controversy going on in the family. But in 30 minutes or to an hour, it always seemed to be resolved by a voice of reason. And in our scripture for today, Jesus once again creates a paradox. And if I read uh, Luke 12 
and uh, 49, it says, I can't, I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am I straightened till it be a cop? Pose ye that I am come to give peace on the earth. I tell you, nay, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two, and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And so what is Jesus saying? He said, yes, um, he's saying, I didn't come to give peace. But in the other script already, he said, I came to bring a sword. And you say, how can this be? For Isaiah prophesied that his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. How did the Prince of Peace not come to bring peace? Well, the truth of the matter is the Prince of Peace and the peace of God will have a message that is controversial and that someone else is not ready to receive. And certainly when the message of Christ is preached, the good news that you need to be healed, delivered, saved, and set free, that you've got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ uh, was uh, raised from the dead, that he lived and he died, and uh, he came to do away with your sins, uh, that message creates controversy. And it simply means that sometimes that the mother may have a message of Christ, but the father may not have a message of Christ. The wife may have a message of Christ, but the husband may not have a message of Christ. The husband may have a message of Christ, but the wife may not. That means that sometimes the sons and daughters will have a message of Christ, but the parents will not have a message of Christ. And vice versa, the parents will have it, but not children. And so Christ uh, in your life will create some controversial situations. It will cause somebody to dislike you. It will cause somebody to hate you. It will cause somebody to want to fight you. It will cause somebody to want to curse you out and call you everything but a child of God. But listen, you have to be confident and who you are in God. The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he that hath begun a good work in you is able to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ's return. And so you have to have a confidence inside of yourself. You have to have, you have to have holy boldness, and you have to have confidence and not compromise. See, people will try to get you to compromise, compromise what you believe, what you stand on, but they don't want to compromise what they believe and what they what they stand on. And somebody said, you have to take a stand for something, because if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And then I heard um, Apostle Henry, and this is why um, prayer is so important, that we keep a communication with God um, during our times of controversy so that we can keep a clear mind, clear thoughts, and know what direction we are going in. I heard Apostle Hen say, he said, 
Uh, you can't fall if you don't kneel too far from God. And what does that simply mean? If you're praying, if you're in a posture, in a position that we have been taught that you are down in a certain place, cannot fall because you're too low to fall. And so how does God work? Sometimes God brings us down to our knees so that we are able to stand up and deal with the controversy. Jesus said he came with a sword. And we know that the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It comes, cuts, coming, and going. It is a divider and a discerner, and it is even able to divide asunder the soul and the spirit. It is that sharp and that precise that it can make divisions and cuts between things that no one and nothing else can do. That's why it behooves us to get in the word of God. God's word will give anybody the answer for any situation. God's word will give you the answer for any controversy that is going on in the family between brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers, whoever the situation is. And listen, all families are dysfunctional. We know that there was a problem in the garden in the beginning with Adam and Eve. They had a conflict because Satan came into their relationship, into their, they allowed Satan to interrupt what was going on. And then there was a problem in the brotherhood. We know that the first murder that took place was when Cain killed his brother Abel because of jealousy. He was jealous of his sacrifice, jealous of his worship. And once again, God caused controversy because they had two different ways of worship, two different styles of worship, and somebody was jealous of the other. People in your family are jealous of your relationship with God. They are jealous with your walk with God. They don't want to go the extra mile. They don't want to make the commitment to God. They don't want to make the commitment to having a certain type of lifestyle. They don't want to make a commitment to the truth because um, the Bible lets us know that the world will reject the spirit of truth. And who is the spirit of truth? Christ is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. God is the truth. He's, he is the only truth. He's the ultimate truth. And certainly when you stand and declare truth to people, when you speak truth to power, as it is said in the political arena, you will have a problem. And certainly I talked about prayer, but I would say I want to go back to family prayer. And certainly we have seen slogans and bumper stickers and posted on the walls in different places uh, that the family that prays together stays together. Well, in a sense, that's true. In a sense, it's not. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but it is what it is. When you are in prayer, whether it is corporate prayer at your church, with your church family, around the altar, if it's with your family, around the dinner table, if it's with the family, around the bedside, everybody is not praying the same way, praying for the same things, 
and praying in the same direction. I this is something that I learned and observed from experience. You can have family prayer. It's okay. You can have corporate prayer, but every now and then you have to go into your secret closet and talk to God for yourself because everybody in family prayer does not have the same agenda. Everybody's not praying the same way. Some people are there just because it's prayer time. Some people go to church just because it's church time, not because they have a relationship with God, but because that's what other people are doing. It has become a social event. Prayer has become something that people do out of religiosity for religious reasons, because pray in the morning, I pray in the noon, I pray at night. This is what I do, you know, but it is not on the inside of them. So I learned something about family prayer. You can be in prayer with people and go the a different way, different way, and not be on one accord or with one accord or not be praying with the same spirit. And that's why the clock sisters say, Lord, give me a praying spirit. And certainly it has to be something on the inside in your spirit and not in your in your in your spirit, in your heart, and not on your lips. So yes, I say to you that controversy will happen in the family. Let somebody have somebody die, there will be controversy. Let a funeral take place, there will be controversy. Let a wedding take place, there will be controversy. Let there be a meeting or greeting or gathering, there will be controversy. And somebody in that setting is going to try to negate what someone else is doing. Somebody in that setting is going to try to discredit what somebody else is doing. Somebody in that setting is going to try to pull some skeletons out of the closet. Somebody in that setting is holding an ought against somebody from years ago. But uh, Jesus came and Jesus Christ is our elder brother. And he came to do away with all isms and schisms and factions. He came to do away with all controversy, for he is the Prince of Peace. But he lets you know that he came with a sword to set variants against each other because he lets us know that there's a difference between clean and unclean. There's a difference between holy and unholy. There's a difference between a good parent and a bad parent. There's a difference between a good child and a bad child. And certainly if you have to choose between a bad family member and a holy God, you better make sure that you pick the holy God because otherwise uh, nobody is worth going to hell over. And people will try to misery loves company. People will know they're going to hell and try to drag you with them, even your own family. So I ask everyone to stay woke. There's controversy going on on the job, in your family, in your own household. This is the Bible says it in it. It's in your own household. Three against two and two against three. This is happening because somebody has God. Somebody has a relationship with God and somebody else doesn't. 
And certainly your light is exposing the other person's darkness. God bless you on this afternoon. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, these scriptures with me about controversy in the family. And certainly we're going to have a selection. Uh, we have a few minutes left. Uh, but we're going to have a, another selection. Uh, this uh, selection uh, simply uh, talks about uh, the family prayer. And certainly we know that men ought to always pray and not faint. And so we know that it is... Uh, Praying time, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. Stay tuned. God bless you. Don't forget the bad.
we thank you for tuning in to uh, Global. We just have a few minutes left. Uh, we thank you for tuning in to Global Gospel this Saturday afternoon. Again, I'm your host uh, on Saturdays, Reverend Lamar Townsend. And once again, it's www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen uh, gospel. And certainly we want you to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. We want you to keep the word hid in your heart that you might not sin against God. Know that Jesus said, I think not that I'm come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And certainly what Jesus was saying to us, that he came with the truth. And sometimes the truth will hurt. Truth will also heal you, whether it's family, friend or neighbor. So be encouraged. Uh, Continue to go through. Continue to stand your test, knowing that God sees all and he knows all. Again, we thank you. Remember that all our shows are archived and you can go back and listen at any time. Uh, Before we close today, uh, we just want to say a brief word, a prayer for our listeners. Again, we thank you, thank you, and we thank you. Gracious, eternal, everlasting God, our Father, we thank you this day for your love and kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for allowing us to see another day that we have never seen before. We thank you for all things, God. We can never uh, be able to stop thanking you for all that you've done. We thank you for every listener, wherever they may be listening from today around the world. We ask, God, that you touch, heal, deliver, set free, that you open blinded eyes, God, that you restore hope, that you restore strength, that you restore joy, God. God, that you lift up somebody's head today, somebody that's bound bowed down, God. Somebody may be oppressed and depressed and suicidal, but God, let them know that with you they can have life and have it more abundantly, but that they don't have to die, but they can live an abundant life in Christ Jesus. We thank you today for sending your son Jesus that we might have a right to the tree of life. We thank you, God, for shedding your blood, but without which there would be no remission of sins, God. We cast our cares on you, knowing that you care for us, that you're touched by the feeling of our infirmities, that you are a high priest today, God, that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are provider, God. And we thank you that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need, God. And God, you know our heart's desire, and we know that we know that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us. God bless us in the city, bless us in the field, bless us coming in, and bless us going out until we meet again. This is our prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and Jesus name we pray and 
We thank you. Amen. Well, again, it has been an awesome experience sharing with you, all of our listeners. Until next week, God bless you. We're going to leave you with the keynotes. I made a vow to the Lord. Will you make a vow to the Lord on today if you haven't already done so? God bless you. Would you listen to me, please? I made
want you to take your time and say, Amen. I want you to take your time, Robert. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.